This is a WKYT podcast. Good morning from WKYT News. I'm Bill Bryant, and we welcome you to Kentucky Newsmakers. Our guest this week is the next governor of the Commonwealth, Andy Bashir, who will take office soon after a hard-fought election. Bashir is currently the Attorney General. He's wrapping up his duties there as he works with his transition team to be ready to take the reins of state government on December 10th. His victory was razor thin and was confirmed only after a re-canvas. Governor-elect Bashir, who is a Democrat, is facing a Republican super majority in both houses of the legislature. But Bashir has accepted an invitation to attend a House Republican retreat and has insisted since his election that everybody can be on what he calls Team Kentucky. We welcome to Kentucky Newsmakers the Governor-elect of the Commonwealth, Andy Bashir. Thanks for coming. Appreciate Thanks for it. having me, Bill. And congratulations on your, uh, your victory. Thank you. What, Thank you. what do you uh, think uh, in the end uh, happened that got you there? This uh, has been a very much a Republican trending state. You were up against uh, an incumbent who was running for re-election? Well, I believe that uh, I'm coming in as, as the next governor of the Commonwealth because I focused on those challenges that were before every single family, those anxieties that, that keep our parents up at night, uh, trying to, to, to figure out if, if there is a way to, to, to increase wages, uh, whether we're providing the type of future that we need for our kids, whether we're going to be able to afford that next doctor's visit. Those are the anxieties that uh, people have to deal with before they can ever get to any of these national issues. And I think people are desperate for a governor that cares, that cares about them every single day more than any of the 24-hour news cycle that we see coming out of Washington, D.C. Uh, I think I'm, I'm coming in as the next governor of the Commonwealth of Kentucky because uh, our family saw that I cared about them and I'm ready to go to work for them. Your opponent attempted to nationalize the election. As you know, President Trump was here on election eve. Uh, you didn't take the bait when you were asked uh, time and again to comment about uh, about President Trump or about national issues. Uh, it, was it you? Were you determined uh, to keep it on issues that are here in Kentucky? I was determined to uh, run based on issues that I was going to work on as governor. And I think that when you are running for something as important as serving uh, as people's governor, that you have a duty to talk about the areas that you can truly help those families. Uh, for us here in Kentucky, public education, pensions, health care, and jobs are the true challenges that are in front of us, and, and they don't have national implications uh, here in Kentucky. Uh, so we continue to focus on uh, those anxieties of our families after they've put their kids to bed and they're sitting at their kitchen table at night. I've been there. Uh, I'm still there. Uh, and, and by making sure that we were truly talking to people about where they were in their lives and, and what was in front of them, uh, I think that it not only propelled us to victory, but it has us in a good place to govern. Because when you look at all of those issues, there is common ground. Those challenges themselves aren't partisan. And I hope that we are in a place where everybody is willing to look uh, forward to the common good. I'm, I'm very hopeful where we are right now. The uh, election was uh, was hard fought and, uh, and hard run. Uh, what will you most remember about campaign 2019 <laughs> <laughs> besides being tired for weeks on end? <laughs> well, what I'll remember is it, it, people talk about it being a, a, a close margin uh, like it's a bad thing. It makes you grateful. 
It makes you grateful for every single thing that people did. Every door that someone knocked, and we had over 3,000 volunteers that helped out at different times. Every phone call someone made, every conversation someone may have had with a family member uh, that was not sure about how they were going to vote. Uh, this isn't just my victory, it's the people of Kentucky's victory because everything that everybody did matters. And I want to run an administration where everyone is heard and everyone matters. You held the event acknowledging that the re-canvas had confirmed the results of the election at the Kentucky Education Association. How important were teachers and, uh, and educators to your victory? Oh, teachers and educators were critical uh, to this victory, and this is their victory as much as it is my victory. Uh, one area of common ground that we should all agree on is that public education should never be partisan that we should be supporting public education and that we should be supporting our educators. We should be making sure that uh, every child across Kentucky gets a world-class education. And I think teachers rose up in this election and they said we are not going to be mistreated uh, and that what we do is far too important. The, the future of the Commonwealth kids are far too important. Uh, and, and every event I was at, looking out and seeing that sea of red shirts, that red for for public education. Uh, I knew I was never in this thing alone. Uh, our teachers were always right there with me, uh, marching with me. We'd fought together for several years and they are going to enter a phase where they are never locked out of their capital again. They are always welcomed in. When it comes to educational funding, mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be tough. You have promised uh, teachers raises. Yes. As you know, the school safety bill has not uh, yet been funded. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, a law but that has not been funded. And uh, you have said that uh, you will continue to uh, contribute to the pension fund at the highest uh, yes. level that's required uh, to, to keep those uh, whole. How do you do that in a state <laughs> where, <laughs> where the revenue is uh, tied already? Well, we do it by recognizing that a budget just isn't a series of numbers, it's a values document. That there is not enough money for everything we want to do, so what is most important to us? Public education is going to come first in my budgeting process. We are going to make sure that we are not shortchanging our children in our schools today. Uh, even for, for other needs that are important and, and critical. It's that our kids and our schools must come first. That $2,000 across the board raise for our teachers will be in uh, my first draft budget, the budget that we uh, provide to the legislators. I'm going to fight for that raise because right now we have a teacher shortage that impacts our children. It's not just that our teachers are underpaid, which they are. It's the fact that we have year-round subs in critical areas that you later build on. Think about algebra and how it leads to other math subjects. Think about those core uh, English classes that we've got to make sure uh, that we have continuity for our students. Uh, we've got to end this shortage to make sure we're getting the very best for our, for our students. And we've also got to make sure we have great teachers coming in. Uh, in the future to teach our children. You have said that you want to get uh, more revenue uh, from expanded gaming and that was uh, a, a big part of your campaign mm -hmm. and yet uh, Republican lawmakers and, and, and leadership over there are already saying that won't happen, that it's dead on arrival. Uh, do you convince them to, uh, to go along or do you propose uh, something that they potentially can get behind? Well there was a lot of rhetoric during the campaign um, and I think that right now everybody is taking a breath and, and truly uh, trying to get this right, to get the tone of how we move forward right. I believe in Kentucky that we still agree on more uh, than what divides us, and I believe that everyone is looking at this as a true opportunity to move forward where we agree, 
and then to civilly disagree uh, when we disagree. Uh, on gaming, uh, you know, we're still having uh, initial meetings. Uh, I'm going to continue to push for full casino gaming. And yes, uh, there are people who, who disagree with me on that, and, and I can respect and civilly disagree with them on that. I think that sports gaming uh, is certainly further along. That's something I would like to see uh, happen in this session. But we desperately need new revenue, and this is revenue that simply leaves our state going to other states every single year. I believe that capturing it is something that we must do, and I'm going to continue to push for it. Higher education has been cut since the days, uh, uh, the early days of your father's administration, mm -hmm. when he had to rebalance the budget time and again after right. the 2008 uh, recession. Uh, but Kentucky is one of a handful of states that has not restored that funding at this point. Public universities uh, still uh, having to shift those costs in terms yes. of higher uh, tuition uh, we've kept cutting do you see being able to address that going forward well we we must prioritize higher education you know for far too long people think that um, there is a conflict between higher education uh, and our trade schools our skilled trades uh, I believe that we don't have enough of our Kentucky kids going into either that we need to make sure that we even get down into middle schools and show people that there are multiple paths we need more people in our skill trades. We also need more uh, people in Kentucky that have a four-year college degree because it lines up pretty closely with per capita income uh, where we must do better. We have got to stop cutting higher education. I'm going to do everything I can to end that trend to make sure we're not of just a handful of states that's continued to cut higher ed even after the recession is over. And we've got to make sure it's affordable. I mean, for so many of our young adult uh, Kentuckians, who are looking at higher education, who want to get that college degree, the cost just keeps escalating and escalating and escalating. So I will say that while I hope to provide uh, more funding or to stop the cuts, that's going to come with some obligations about where tuition is right now and trying to make it more affordable for all Kentuckians. You have agreed to go to the Republican retreat yes. at uh, Lake Barkley. One Democrat out there in that crowd. <laughs> uh, and you've talked a lot about civility. How do you make that more than, than just a, a kind word? Well, I believe that the governor has the bully pulpit. It is an opportunity to truly lead by example. And it's leading by example not just in Frankfurt. It's leading by example for our families in a way where neighbors should be able to talk to neighbors. And I'm always thinking about this because my kids are watching what I do. And I want to make sure I set the right example for them. It's about understanding the conflict. It happens in government. Our government is set up, whether it's the, the different branches of government or, or the different parties, to have some conflict. But it is how we address that conflict, how we talk to one another in, even, in times even of intense conflict that can set a tone for our state where I believe that we can do so much more. In the past, I believe that um, the arguments have gotten so intense on one issue that after they're done, we can't move forward on the other issues that we agree on. And so I believe it is setting a, a new tone where we are adults, where we lead by an example of where we can agree, uh, we move forward, and hopefully we do it quickly. And where we disagree, we can talk about it in a different way. Do you think uh, personal uh, uh, relationships with lawmakers mm -hmm on both sides of the aisle is something that will be important to you. You, yes. you have said you're going to live at the governor's mansion uh, full time, so yes. you, you'll be there. Uh, will they be invited to come and, and talk with you? Absolutely. And we started some uh, high-level meetings with, with leadership, and 
we've, we've mainly focused on building personal relationships. Uh, everybody who, who comes to Frankfurt, I don't think, wakes up every morning as a Democrat or a Republican. They wake up as a mom or a dad, as members of a community. They have a lot of interests, and we may have different interests in common that have nothing to do uh, with government. Uh, it's an idea of getting back to being people first of living up to the values that we all espouse. Uh, they may be the values that we, we learn on and practice on Sunday that we need to practice uh, the rest of the week. And I think everybody sees that right now, after what we've lived through, um, we have a true opportunity to get it right here in Kentucky. That none of us want to see um, nastiness. Uh, none of us want to see what we see playing out across the rest of the country. We're just at a moment in time where we have a chance to get it right here in Kentucky. And I can tell you that there are real efforts being made by, by uh, uh, leadership in both parties. And I'm hopeful uh, that we can get this right and we can be a model for our families here in Kentucky and maybe the rest of the country about how we can get along. We're with the governor-elect of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, Andy Bashir, and we're coming back. We'll talk to him about putting his administration together and then a little bit about wrapping up in the Attorney General's office. We'll be right back in Kentucky Newsmakers. We welcome you back to Kentucky Newsmakers here on WKYT, and we are visiting with the governor-elect of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, Andy Bashir. We're learning about uh, what he has planned as he begins his administration on December 10th, which will be a big day. I know you're uh, planning for the inauguration day as well. Mm -hmm. uh, what will that look like right now as far as you have it uh, planned out? Well, the inauguration is going to not only be exciting, but also inviting. Uh, it's going to be based on, on the theme of Team Kentucky. Uh, that there is more that unites us that can ever divide us and that everyone is welcome in their government and in their state capital. That everyone when they come to Frankfurt should not just be able to get in the doors, but they should feel heard whether or not the person listening agrees or disagrees with them. They should feel like they are a part of and can, can communicate with their government. So a big part of that day is going to be about the open doors of the Capitol. Uh, after we finish uh, our uh, inaugural address, we're going to open the doors of the Capitol and we're going to host people right there inside. Uh, for the first time uh, that I know of, uh, the governor isn't going to lead the inaugural parade. We're going to have our grand marshals lead it, which are Kentucky teachers. Uh, and that is not only um, an invitation to them to come back to their government and to help us lead, but I hope it's also symbolic in the sense that everyone is welcome. Uh, no one will ever be locked out again and that this Commonwealth is truly all of ours and that I work for everyone. Mr. Governor-elect, what kinds of uh, folks are you looking for as you put your administration together? Your cabinet, the, the commissioners, the, yes. the people that you will appoint, and there are hundreds of those. There are, and, and we are working uh, diligently on that. What's important to me is to get it right. Uh, that speed is great, but getting the right people with the right motivations who truly want to help this commonwealth. Uh, I'm excited about some of the possibilities that are out there, but what I need is a mix, a mix of experience, making sure that we can get things done, uh, but also of new energy. I want to create a cabinet that, that reflects Kentucky and its diversity, and I want to create a cabinet where people uh, are willing to share different views. One of the most important things when you're attorney general or your governor is that you have people that are willing to tell you no that are willing to tell you that they think that a different idea would be better. And so I want a team of leaders, not followers. We need leaders in each and every one of those spots because if we tell them the mission, 
we tell them how we're going to score points, I believe people will go out there and do really great work. I guess I'm just going to ask this. Is it likely that Rocky Adkins will end up in your administration? Well, Rocky and I have a wonderful relationship. Uh, he is a great human being. He is a wonderful leader. Uh, I look forward in some capacity uh, with working uh, with him into the future. You promised along the way to appoint, and you said day one, a new Kentucky Board of Education. Yes. And with an eye toward replacing the uh, the current uh, Education Commissioner, Wayne Lewis. Uh, he says that uh, he isn't going to go. He's going <laughs> to, uh, you know, have to be forced out if he is to, to leave that, that office. Um, you're, you're ready to climb that hill? Well, I believe that we need a Board of Education that is focused more on our children than for-profit charter school companies. I believe this election um, was and focused significantly on public education and that a governor should have a commissioner of education and a board of education uh, that shares his values and approach to it. A governor absolutely has the power uh, to reorganize the, the board of education. I know because I litigated that case. Well, and you didn't want the governor to have that uh, That's power, right, but, but the court upheld it and then you said, well, uh, someday you might be in a position to take advantage of that ruling. Uh, the, the Supreme Court has now defined what the, what the authority of the governor is. Um, I'm not going to abuse that power. I'm going to make sure that uh, on times that we, we determine a reorganization is necessary, that it's truly necessary uh, for the benefit of all of our families. And, and to Mr. Lewis, um, all I'd say is that a governor deserves a commissioner that they are uh, on, on the safe wavelength, that they share the same values. There are other opportunities for him uh, around the country, and this doesn't have to be a, a difficult situation. You also talked in the campaign about trying to bring the entire state along when it comes to economic development. Primarily, yes. a lot of the new jobs the last few years have been in our urban areas. Uh, how do you uh, how do you get uh, that done when Kentucky's not had a very good track record, particularly in the eastern Kentucky mountains and right. in other parts of the state? What we do is we focus on investment. Investments in areas where Kentucky isn't lagging behind, but where it can be a true leader. And the investments have to be in areas where rural Kentucky can thrive as well. One of those areas is agriculture technology or agritech. Uh, we have a, a world where we're going to have to increase our food supply by 70% over the next 30 years just to feed the world's growing population. Uh, that takes significant technology. It takes data and information. And we can be a leader in that right here in Kentucky. We can invest right now when so few states are, and those jobs are going to be spread across rural Kentucky. We've seen a couple of, of victories in this last administration, and they should be commended for that, like App Harvest which is building the world's largest greenhouse uh, in eastern Kentucky uh, in Moorhead. Uh, those opportunities are out there. They're everything from manufacturing to, to university positions. They are great jobs, and we've got to make sure that we are a leader in that area. Will you give credit to your uh, soon-to-be predecessor for addressing the pension crisis and, and, and focusing Kentucky on that issue? I give credit to, to Governor Bevan on uh, providing funding for the pension crisis. Uh, obviously we disagree and disagree strongly uh, on the inviolable contract and what type of benefits should be there uh, for future employees. I believe that to get the types of teachers, police officers, firefighters, and social workers uh, that we need that we have to have a strong retirement system. But my goal isn't to spend time on the last administration. It's to make sure that uh, we are moving forward with this administration. When we turn the page I want to truly turn the page to be able to bring 
uh, everybody together. And, and what that means is that when uh, Governor Bevin has started a good program that we agree with, we're not going to scrap it simply because he started it. You know, good programs are good programs. We just want the best results for our people. The Medicaid waiver is out as soon as you're in? Yes. You uh, have something that uh, no uh, governor has had before, a father who served <laughs> in the office. And uh, Governor Steve Bashir easily won two terms. Uh, it was, uh, by all accounts, popular. He's, from he's mentioned to that to me. I'm sure he has. Uh, <laughs> how often will you uh, reach out to him for advice? It was something that I think you, you were careful uh, about during the campaign, yes. but now you can tell us, uh, you know, is he on uh, speed dial? Well, my dad and I are very close. Uh, my mom and I. Are, are very close. Um, they are wonderful parents, they are wonderful grandparents, and they're never shy about giving advice. Uh, you know, my, my dad has, has been there before. Uh, he knows where, where the traps are. He knows um, and, and was good at building relationships himself uh, with people uh, across the aisle. My goal is to be the very best governor that I can be, to do my very best for every Kentuckian, regardless of whether they voted for me or not. And where Steve and Jane Bashir can help us in that area, can help us get results, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean on their advice uh, as much as I can, but everybody's gonna see that I'm my own person. You know, the last four years in the AG's office, we've, we've been up against some, some challenges, and, and I think we've proven that this will be an Andy Bashir administration and not a Steve Bashir administration. The opioid crisis is something that you addressed as yes. Attorney General, and it is a continuing problem. And I know you have, as we're taping this, an event where you, as mm -hmm. Governor-elect, are heading to uh, southeastern Kentucky to open up a center in Clay County that right. is uh, modeled off of a, a program in Louisville. Uh, how much focus does Kentucky need to keep on that issue? This is the challenge of our lifetime. It kills uh, so many Kentuckians every week and every month. We still see new addiction um, at a level that, that you know, is, is taking away, whether it's the lives or, or, or simply our family members falling into addiction and what comes with that. This has to be uh, one of our very top priorities. And I can tell you this is an area that we can all agree on and move forward together. Uh, so today I'm traveling down to Clay County uh, where we're gonna be celebrating the opening of this treatment center with Senate President Robert Stivers, with U.S. Senator Mitch McConnell, uh, with the drug SAR out of the White House. The new Attorney General-elect Daniel Cameron's gonna be there. This is one example of how we have to uh, make sure that the areas that we agree on, that we not only move forward, but we truly achieve on them. And we don't let areas that we disagree on keep us from addressing something like this uh, that is taking the lives of Kentuckians and, and we've got to do so much better. Every day we've got to do better. Every day that we come into the office we've got to do a little bit more. Uh, that next person falling into addiction could be my kids, could be your viewers kids. We must uh, address this and we must end this crisis in our lifetime. We'll come right back. We'll talk about how the Attorney General will wrap up uh, his time in that office and uh, be uh, moving along in just a moment on Kentucky Newsmakers. Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. Uh, he will soon become the governor of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, moving to the governor's mansion, uh, trying to set up an administration, uh, celebrating the holidays. In yes. the middle of all this, you have a new puppy in the family. <laughs> That's right. I mean, why, so. why not add one more change? <laughs> uh, it, it's, a, it's a great dog. We welcomed her into our family. Uh, uh, just about two weeks ago. Of course, I also have a 13-year-old dog. So uh -huh. uh, 
You know, I'm learning what it takes for right. two different groups to get along with each other. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I have a buddy in the morning when I get up a little bit earlier than, than the rest of my yeah. family. She lays on my feet while I drink the coffee. Uh, and then wants to go out. Well, you you may need that. Uh, yes. <laughs> unconditional. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Love that a dog gives when you get over there. All right. Uh, what are you proudest of as uh, your uh, time of service as Kentucky's Attorney General? I am so proud of the 200 employees that showed up every single day to give voice to the voiceless. Uh, you look at what we were able to do to lift up survivors of violent crime. Everything from our survivors <coughs> council. Uh, to our work in human trafficking, uh, the number of child predators we removed uh, from the streets, uh, giving voice to the voiceless, uh, fighting for the lost and the lonely and the left behind was deeply meaningful to me. I mean, it gave me more purpose in just about everything but my family and my faith, and it's one of the reasons that I, I ran for governor. There is so much more that we can do uh, for those that, that typically aren't heard. Do you believe that you and the new Attorney General, Republican Daniel Cameron, can get along? You're both uh, making history in, mm -hmm. in, in, in several ways. He's the first African-American elected in his own right statewide. You're the first Attorney General, though many others have tried yes. to go directly from Attorney General to Governor in more than 100 years. Uh, and he's the first Republican Attorney General since the 1940s. Uh, will you get along with him? I believe that we can get along. Um, I've actually known the Attorney General-elect um, for eight or nine years. We worked together uh, at a private law firm uh, for a number of years. Um, he's a good guy. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a good person. He is incredibly intelligent. Uh, he works very hard. I think he's got the chance to be a very good attorney general. And I think, like me, uh, he wants to get this moment right, uh, to, to prove to the citizens of Kentucky and, and, and of this country that if we are focused on the right priorities, then we can put uh, the differences beside uh, and, and really move forward. I believe there's a lot of opportunity, and, and I certainly believe that we can have a good relationship and in many, many areas work together. Well, you need to be prepared for, uh, you know, who knows how many hundreds of bills that will come out. One that's up for consideration, year-round daylight savings time. Uh, <laughs> have you given thought to that? We haven't had our briefing on, <laughs> on that one yet. I, I remember some of the quotes that Wendell Ford yeah, would, would, would give. And oh, he didn't like it. I know, agree. Because I, he said the kids would, uh, would be standing in, in, in the dark waiting for a bus. That's right. Know? That's right. So what we're doing is we're having briefings uh, as they come in. We're starting to meet with individual lawmakers. That are, that are pushing uh, certain bills. We want to hear from their perspective, and we want to be respectful and collaborative of the process. Governor Lake Bashir, thanks for coming. We appreciate it. Just tell us you'll come back. And I'll keep be us back. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Kentucky Newsmakers. We hope you make it a good week ahead.